This is Troy Shelby, and you are listening to The Rant Reloaded. So, last week, Tim Keller won the elections to retain his second term as Albuquerque's mayor. What's this mean for the city of Albuquerque? Well, let's start with the broken promises he's already made of improving the city's infrastructure, something he also promised when he was elected in 2017. Yet here we are, four years later, and there has been no real improvement. But there has been plenty of wasted money, such as the money spent on the art project, just so buses could have their own lane going up and down Central, which was a bust, by the way. A lot of businesses got hurt because they, they, they lost parking. Uh, it's been a hazard for people trying to get to the bus stops because they're in the middle of the street. So I'd classify that as a definite failure. Okay, and again, it, it, it just broken promises. And instead of actually improving the infrastructure of our city, we see all over towns, roadways blocked off, work crews not at job sites, which means nothing is being done. And Tim Keller simply starts making excuses as to why or says, oh, we're getting around to it. And what about this project to interconnect all the bike paths and routes in town so cyclists can ride safely without contending with traffic? What happened to that? I'll tell you what happened to it. Nothing. It went absolutely nowhere. And what about the sidewalks in this town that created danger to our city's disabled? Nothing's been done to bring them up to federal standards required by the ADA. Tim Keller speaks of supporting our police Meanwhile, our crime rate, particularly the violent crime, continues to rise. Why? Because Tim Keller has passed policies which pretty much tie the hands of our police officers. They're undermanned. Regardless of him saying he supports our police, he won't hire enough police to do the job for a city this side. Okay, also, there are no stated plans to address the homeless crisis in this town, as our parks and recreational areas, as well as many communities, are beginning to look like third world refugee camps. Heck, I walk up every night to Speedway, uh, just uh, just a quarter mile from me at uh, Candelaria and uh, 2nd Street, and it looks like a homeless convention. And with all the tent communities popping up, it's just getting worse. And the city has yet to release the accounting records for the ESG, or Emergency Shelter Grant money, that they receive every year, which are to be a matter of public record. I truly hope Tim Keller's next four years as mayor of this city goes a lot better than his last four, with with a history of wasted funds, increased crime, more homelessness and tent cities cropping up, and one failure after another. Albuquerque, I have to ask you what you were thinking giving this fool another term as mayor. A wise man once defined insanity as doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Well, by that definition, the people of Albuquerque are freaking insane. Now, moving on to the national scope of things. The Republicans took a big win in Virginia when GOP Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin of Virginia beat Democrat incumbent Terry McAuliffe 
and as the GOP gears up on the issue of education and restoring parental rights in the classroom. Parental rights in the classroom is something Democrats have tried for years to eliminate, making it clear that in their opinion, parents should not involve themselves in what is taught in the classroom, opening the door for their agenda of social engineering by indoctrinization of our nation's children to the leftist agenda, something which the GOP has vocally voiced objection to, instead stating that parents should take an active part in their children's education, further adding that parents should have input on their child's school curriculum. As we approach the midterms, I expect this topic to become a point of debate with congressional and senatorial candidates. So I would like to hear your opinions on the issue of education and parental rights in the classroom. You can send us an email to contacts at the rantreloaded.com. That's C-O-N-T-A-C-T at the rantreloaded.com with your thoughts on the matter. Now, another area where the GOP seems to be gaining ground is the issue of pro-life versus pro-choice, with many counties across America either banning abortion or at least placing reasonable restrictions on them, such as eliminating late-term abortion practices or requiring parental consent for minors to have an abortion. And where is the bad here? This is another issue on which Democrats have tried not only to limit and restrict parental rights, but eliminate them altogether. Should parents not have the right to know if their minor child is pregnant, let alone if he or she is engaging in unsafe, possibly illegal sex acts? In all other areas of medicine, a child under 18 requires parental permission prior to undergoing medical treatment. If you're going to claim abortion rights as a health care issue, Should not parental consent fall under those guidelines as well and require parental consent? Or at least be required, excuse me. I think it is fortunate that America is finally waking up and realizing the threat to the family unit from Democrats in their attempt to remove or at least circumvent the family structure. Well, that's all the time I have for today, but until next time, my friends, I said thank you for listening. And as always, this is Troy Shelby with The Rant Reloaded saying if today's political climate isn't pissing you off, then you're not paying attention. You can catch a new episode of The Rant Reloaded every, every Wednesday afternoon. Uh, on Spotify and Facebook or at our website, therantreloaded.com. Simply go to Spotify or, or, or Facebook and enter into your search bar, The Rant Reloaded. We look forward to hearing from you. And uh, if you have any co- comments on today's broadcast, please feel free to use the email that I mentioned earlier. Again, take care and God bless.